Welcome to CIO Leadership Live Canada. I'm Lee Rennick, editor of CIO.com, and I'm very excited to welcome Jason White, Chief Information Officer and Senior Vice President, IT Innovation for Ontario Power Generation, OPG. Jason, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your current role. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you, Lee. Uh, so my name is Jason White. I am the CIO and SVP of Digital Innovation at OPG. In general, accountable to manage and protect all of our information, that's IT services, cybersecurity. Uh, I also deliver IT projects, which is fairly significant in our company. Uh, and in general, primary we're the primary technology enablers for the company. So technology roadmaps, software, hardware, and digital innovation, of course, being key to the success. Uh, if we're going slow, the company will go slow. Right. So, and in your case, uh, technology is across the full organization. We're going to talk about that a little bit from a leadership perspective. So I really appreciate you being here, Jason. Thank you so much for this. We've created the series to support CIOs and senior tech leaders in their leadership and business journey. So first question I wanted to ask, and I ask everyone this question, can you tell me a little bit about your own career path and maybe provide some insights or tips on that road path? Were there any lessons learned that you could share? Sure thing. Uh, my, you know, my career path, uh, relatively unique. Uh, I started off, my degree is, a, is in engineering physics. So I am a, an engineering physicist. I'm a nuclear engineer by trade. And my whole world has been engineering. So starting in 2000, I graduated from micro, or McMaster uh, Engineering, started at Ontario Power Generation almost 23, actually just over 23 years ago, which is fantastic. And so my whole world was engineering. And you know, to be honest, I always thought that my career would lead me to different places, not with just one company, but uh, OPG is a very, it's a vast and very diverse company, has so much opportunity. And every time, every couple of years, I would change the opportunities and uh, had new challenges and new exciting challenges in a lot of ways. And when I had the opportunity to be a leader at a lower level, I can create my own destiny. I have autonomy in what I do. I can make a real difference, just not only to myself, but, but to others, and really grew into it and grew a passion to leadership. So not only did I have a technical passion, I, I you know, I believed in leadership and it was something I, I had a bug into. And you know, over time, that leadership, those leadership roles developed. Um, my my last engineering leadership role was a director of engineering at Pickering Nuclear, which was an incredible experience. About 300, 350 engineers on site, all delivering incredible performance. Um, and that's when I created the X Lab, the innovation ex uh, accelerator for the company, and all of that was an incredible experience that led me to the CIO. Being able to have and combine leadership with engineering, with a technology and innovation was kind of key to be a CIO. And even though my expertise wasn't a CIO, it was um, it was incredible to become the CIO and start to make a difference on a broader scale, not just very specifically on one site at a nuclear energy uh, station, but um, across the whole corporation, which was pretty cool. And if I were to give advice from a career standpoint and a roadmap standpoint, you know, yes, being open-minded to different opportunities that's not in your skill set. And you know, it's so easy to, to kind of be on the narrow path. You got to open your mind. And that, that could be technology, but it could also be other opportunities on a leadership standpoint that you might be interested in. Um, and you can always build a, your, your talent and your skill set as you go. I think that's important. Um, but I would the secondary piece would be connections. Connections 
are almost are, are just as important as what you know. It's not who you know, it's what you know, or it's not what you know, it's who you know. And the world is filled with people that want to help you. And I think sometimes we focus too much about our current tasks at hand. We don't take the chances and we don't reach out. And when you do, you'll have success. For me, um, I certainly know the mentors I reached out to, the people that I reached out to helped me incredibly and really encourage everyone else to do the same. I love that advice. And what I hear about your career journey is definitely continuous learning, um, you know, being curious uh, because that brings innovation and also that idea of connectivity with other people. And that's one of the reasons why we do this series is, is to, you know, for you to be able to tell your story and others to learn from it. And certainly, you know, I've, I learned from a lot of CIOs that, you know, pre pandemic and then in post pandemic during the pandemic connectivity and being able to talk to people about how they were having to pivot and do what they had to do was so important. So I really appreciate you um, sharing that with us, Jason. Um, and so I wanted to talk about, uh, I follow you on LinkedIn and you have some amazing, yes, I would encourage people to follow you on LinkedIn because you have some amazing learning there. And um, you recently posted your leadership mind map, which really highlighted, highlighted key themes, you know, such as purpose, enabler, self-leadership, culture, and behavior change, which I understand came from years of notes you made about your own leadership journey. Can you talk about the importance of that document um, and where you believe up and coming tech leaders need to be supported in their own leadership journey? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, in, in many ways, so, so the, uh, I call this like my little leadership Bible. So it's a brown leather bounded um, book that I have that I kept over the years, which is now electronic. It's all in one note now. I, I keep it um, all there because I keep adding to it. Now I can add videos and pictures. Anyways. Um, it's a product, product of my own forgetfulness. So, you know, when I was an engineer, I used to write notes. Okay, well, this is, I need to know how to do this. This is how I would do that. Well, when I became a leader and started learning all of these techniques and strategies and tactics and quotes and stories, and, and I needed a place to put it. So I said, okay, well, I'm just going to keep putting it here and I keep collecting. You know, it became not only, okay, I used to gravitate towards a book. It was very inspirational to me. Um, it was valuable. I could obviously use what was in there, but it became my identity. In other words, I would use it, um, no joke, every day. So I would, when I communicate um, or if I needed to do a presentation or I needed to inspire or drive some change and influence others, I went to the book and, you know, I think it became a focus. And for young leaders, you don't have to keep a book. But what you do need to know is you need to stand for something as a leader. And what this ended up for me and really reflecting on it, especially now um, as we're talking, is, is without understanding yourself and what you stand for and what you want to do and how you want to influence others, then how do you expect them to change and believe you? It, it just makes no sense. And so that's key for a leader. It, you have to be very authentic. Um, you have to grow connection. And what this book did for me is, hey, yes, it kept all the, the, the resources I needed to be good, to be really great. And then also it was who I was. So people knew when, when they said, okay, Jason, well, yeah, he's, he's an incredible leader because, you know, this is what he does for us. And this was a part of that, that my belief system for me. So really encourage folks to, to document and keep it and always keep it close and reflecting back on it. it's very easy to forget a quote or a story that might help you 
influence others. I like this advice very much. And in fact, I'm going to start doing it because as you were talking about it, I was thinking about things in my career that, you know, and I've talked to like CIOs who said, well, we were doing something this way and we had to pivot it from a leadership perspective with our teams, with our staff, you know, the way we sent out an email and we addressed it a certain way, just the reline, we had to change it so that we get our key team members more engaged. So it's that practical stuff, but it's the learning aspect of it. Right. And, and as we, we move and change as a world and environment on our own beliefs. I think that's another thing I guess you you capture, but I find it very inspirational. I wish you had it so you could hold it up and say, here I know. it is. If I was in my office, I would have held it up. <laughs> I happen to be here. Uh, welcome to COVID. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. Well, thank Lordy. you for sharing that. I think that's great advice for anyone who's on a leadership journey. So last time we chatted, um, we talked a little bit about growth strategy and innovation, and I talked to a lot of CIOs about that. You're working in the energy sector, and we discussed that sometimes IT doesn't move fast, yet the CIO is often, you know, has to be the driver of innovation and growth strategy. So I was talking to another CIO about that, that how things you know, we're asked, you're asked to be innovative, but sometimes you can't move things that quickly along. So could you talk a little bit about that and how you, you manage a growth strategy mindset in your role? Just reflecting on what you've just said there, it's true. And like in the past, in the past, um, say eight years ago, IT, their job was status quo. Their job was, okay, does the computers work or is there a network available? Maybe you've got telephony and do the phones work? Uh, is there a monitor available? Maybe you have a laptop, um, but but that's it. And so therefore that's, the, from a leadership standpoint, that's what existed. And, and, and IT organizations in a lot of ways were compartmentalized, very small with a lot of farmed out work. And all of a sudden you start to see this technology growth in many ways where you can talk about AI and machine learning. We talk about, about in, in general, um, and the net, uh, you know, the, the the value of of connectivity and mobility in IT is insane. And the pandemic is a, is, yes, it was a burning platform, but it really just accelerated the eventual reality that was going to exist. Heck, it could have been another twenty years, but it, it was going to exist. And so the dependency on IT to to keep up and lead technology didn't exist 10 years ago. Now it exists because frankly, the technology exists and the need exists. And so IT has to change but between status quo, technical leadership to, to future thinking, strategic and very, and, and, and facilitative leadership and true leadership and authentic leadership and actually influencing others and driving change, not from a technical standpoint, because it's the behaviors that are really key. And, um, that's not easy. And that's not easy. And, and, you know, fostering a growth mindset is easy to say, and you can start with a mission and a vision, which you have to have that, that that's exactly what your identity is. And by getting people to believe what you need to believe is tough. And sometimes that requires organizational changes. Sometimes that, that, that means full uh, training and leadership. That means it, the focus has to, has to shift. And, um, it's not an IT leadership question. It is a leadership question. Mm. I think the biggest switch for us was the key for switching from tactical to leadership to facilitate a leadership and, and, and focusing on the act of leadership instead of technology. If that makes any sense, I know yeah. I'm kind of wandering around, no. it, but it, but it is the key. Um, remember in my opinion, leadership is the ability to influence others and drive change. 
the focus has not been driving change or even leadership in it from, from an IT standpoint. Now it's changed. And without that, we'll put like, we can't put the brakes on, on, we are the speed limiters to the company. If we aren't thinking that way, the company cannot, it cannot drive a AI solution when we're putting the brakes on. It's right. impossible. Right. So it's actually a necessary, it's necessary for us to think that way, or we don't have a job. Mm. We frankly won't have a job and they'll put someone else in because the companies that, that we're operating need us to think creatively so that we enable the business to achieve the goals that the business needs to achieve. And, you know, for me, I love that. I love that. Um, take some time, take some leadership. Um, and there's always a cyber component that's that thrown in the thrown thrown mm -hmm. uh, throwing a wrench in there every now and again. But um, we're the experts. We can do this, and I'm pretty proud to do it here at OPG. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And I was talking to somebody this past week about security. That now that you mentioned it, and how you know that is. I'll, so I think what I'm hearing is the C-suite or the leaders within an organization, IT, as you said, is not just what it was before, keeping the lights on, making sure you had a laptop and everything connected. It's like the aspect of digital transformation, innovation, all of this stuff can be owned by all the C-suite in the company, can be owned by everybody because it impacts on everybody, right? And so when you, when you talk about leadership, then of course, from a leadership perspective, you have to be on the same page of understanding innovation, understanding investment, whether it's, you know, operational or, or capital and what that means and how people view that, right, as leaders, right, and how your board views it and all that stuff. So I, I really appreciate you focusing back on the leadership aspect of it, because I do believe it's very important from what I'm hearing. I, you know, technology is in every leader's bucket, right, across the country, across the company, sorry. <laughs> so yeah, so I appreciate that very much. Well, I did want to ask uh, the next question, which you, you touched on earlier, which is, Pretty hot topic right now. Um, it's been a hot topic for a while, but with ChatGPT and its capabilities coming out um, is AI. So we chatted uh, last week about this and you said, you know, you felt this was a major inflection point in technology. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and the best ways you believe the tech leader should evaluate and build knowledge around AI solutions right now? Um, certainly, and, and you know, I'm not going to humble brag here, but I had a chance to go down to Redmond, uh, Washington, and sit in front of Satya Nadella as he listed through, you know, really, I'm going to say 10, but a lot more um, opportunities of what's going on, A, within the company, but within the world. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, so I was sitting in that chair and I was, you know, and a lot of Kate, my, my jaw doesn't drop every now, you know, doesn't drop, my jaw doesn't drop often, but it, it dropped listening to him and yeah. watching some of the actual tactical displays that they were showing. And, and he said something that is absolutely true to me. Um, it, this, the, and large, we're talking about large language AI yeah. in general. Um, yeah. Now, large language generation, chat GPT, uh, that jazz open AI. Um, but he said it will it will break the world out of a stagnant productivity cycle. And it's a which will and create a whole new era of innovation. That's big. And wow, I can see it. Like I can visually see the examples at my company right now, which is why I'm so excited, which is why I'm the enabler to try to get this done at the company. 
Um, but but it is absolutely the case. So if we accept the fact that it's it's a new era of innovation and productivity and efficiencies will improvements are going to be everywhere. Okay, how do we where's our competitive advantage? How do we get ahead of it? How do we really attack it and make a real big impact? Um, I you know I can I can talk tactically about experts, mentors, experimental experimental leadership in the, in AI. But I'll tell you this, the key for anyone that's trying to implement AI is it's got to, it needs to be broad stroked. IT are not the experts. Mm. You want the whole company, every employee to be mm. able to use it all the time, to know, understand it, use it and use it wisely. And that's, that's tough. But you do that because you can do that. One of the things ChatGPT has, has, has opened the world's eyes to is it's easy for people to use AI. And like choice, it's choice uh, architecture, behavioral economics, make it easy for people to behave the way you want them to behave. That's what IT and CIO should do is we should aim to enable the whole company to be able to leverage the tools. It's not my job to create an AI solution to uh, automate this document or procedure. It's your job to do it. My job is to enable you. So you've got all the tools, the guidance, the resources, the protection of information necessary for you to do that. That's a challenge because you've got different skill levels, different passions. There are people fearful of jobs. So that's going to be the tricky part. And that's what I'm excited about because no one has really done it yet. This is brand new in a lot of ways. How can I transfer that and enable the whole company around AI? That is a great insight. And I thank you for sharing that. And I saw that you were at that event. That must have been just incredible to oh, be there. But what? wow. But I love I mean, I, I what you're saying makes a lot of sense to me. So it'd be great to pick up those conversations. And, you know, maybe we come back in uh, five or six months and talk about it again and see where we're at. I appreciate that. Um, so I have one last final question, which I'm starting to ask everyone now. It's a quick answer. I call it our lightning round question, but um, one answer, very quick. So the question is, Jason, what is the future of IT? Well, that was easy. I just asked ChatGPT <laughs> and it said AI. So I'm going to say AI. It is it's AI. And that's the future. And it's um, the, the future of IT specifically is our ability to to, to enable AI for our company and then for the world. And I think um, we are the ultimate enablers and that's the key. And AI is the future of technology. Thank you for answering that one. And thank you so much for joining us today, Jason. I appreciate it very much. This is great. Thank you. If you're, if you're interested in viewing this video or others to support the senior tech leader in their journey, we'll include this interview and a link at cio.com front slash .ca.